My name is Kelsey. And my name is April. And this is the Taste Buds Podcast. A podcast where we, registered dietitians, answer your burning nutrition questions. And talk all things food, cooking, research, and wellness. So sit tight and enjoy this taste of nutrition from a couple of buds. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Taste Buds Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We're, we're happy to have you. Happy to have you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, my name's Kelsey. This I know that we do we do we usually introduce ourselves? I know we do during the like little intro song. Um, yeah, I don't think we ever do. Maybe we should start doing that so people get to know our voices. I think the intro song does it for us. Maybe. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> well, let us know, guys. If you are entirely confused the whole episode, who's speaking? then let us know and we will adjust accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story for you. Oh my gosh. You guys, this is the story. She's finally going to tell me. <laughs> so, um, when I was in Bali a few weeks ago, I went with my sister and my mom. <laughs> so and casual. Aunt. When I was in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> there was one day of the trip that the whole day I was like, April would despise this whole day. It was April's worst nightmare. April's worst nightmare of a day. So just to give you a little bit of um, context before I dive in. So when I went to go visit April, um, her husband drives a massive truck, like a big old truck, one of those like big daddy trucks. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it's it's not like it's a little zippy thing. Like it's a big old truck, pretty smooth on the road. April got car sick within about five minutes of the restaurant in the front seat. So bad. So if that gives you an idea of how easily and how quickly <laughs> April can get car sick or like motion sickness, Very that's true. the vibe. Unfortunately. So let me tell you about my day. April. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> I'm already getting car sick just into, <laughs> trying to anticipate what's going to happen. Okay. So we are staying um, in a part of the island called Nusa Dua. And it's kind of like it was on the coast. And we are going to another island called Nusa Panita for like a day trip. And so let me tell you how we got there. We were okay. in a one hour car ride to the ferry. A one and a uh, one hour ferry to the the island, and then literally the day was just us being in a car driving around the island to different locations, like different <laughs> beaches and all of this stuff. Uh, no, that literally sounds like your nightmare hell on earth. <laughs> because it was rainy, so rough seas, rough seas. Um, the main island of Bali is traffic. It is literally like oh my stop and go, you know, like zooming, zooming around cars. There's scooters everywhere. So you're constantly switching lanes to get around the, the scooters. Um, so our one is traffic, moving around scooters, going very fast and Ugh. stopping at stoplights, making quick turns. So uh, much like p- probably pumping the brake. And yes. jerking movements. And I'm uh-huh. just imagining this car being, like, very small. Yeah. There being, like, no cabin space, if you will. Yes. Like a Prius. So, yes. Quite All small. of you were in there? Uh, my aunt didn't come. So, it's just my mom, my sister, and I, and the driver. And was, my sister so was, was sitting in the front. It was filmed to the brim. Mostly. Yes. Filled to the brim. And then the ferry, rainy, rocky, 
she's not she's not well we're we're moving over overseas they're playing um music that's like local indonesian music with dubstep combined oh, wow. that's <laughs> so interesting so there is no peace <laughs> and then we get to the island and we get picked up by this guy again it's a little bit bigger than like a prius but mm-hmm. he has pimped his ride it, oh, God. <laughs> it is like custom bright cherry red leather and black leather quilted from the 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 car doors the ceiling of the whole car is quilted bright red leather wow what um, a vision oh my gosh it was lush cushioned very cushioned i'll tell you that um but, but it was much needed to be cushioned because i'll tell you the island um it's bumpy roads. There's the, the first ceiling stop. was quilted just in case you like rebounded off the ceiling. Oh, so you didn't get a I concussion. hit my head on the window at one point, <gasps> and I had to play Kelsey. it. Off. I was like, <laughs> like, like loud noise to the point that like Blair turned around and was like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, uh. like tree branch." I don't know. Yeah, tree. Br- <laughs> I don't know. There. So the first stop on New Zealandia is a beach called um, Broken Beach, and the guy that was driving us, God bless him, I love this man. He doesn't say very much. The whole time, he's quite quiet. Also, I'll tell you, no music on the island. Quiet <laughs> ride. Quiet. Lots of... <laughs> um, Silence the whole yes. time. Yeah, a lot of yes. times. I mean, like, we were chatting here and there, but, you know, like, you can't talk for how a five-hour day in the car. Um, so the first stop is a island, or is a beach called Broken Beach, and the only two words he says is, Broken Beach, Broken Road. <laughs> the whole way down is just like massive bumps and then we gotta oh, get no. out of there <laughs> I, I like the day was great for someone that doesn't get motion sickness but like oh my god it was five so hours terrible. of these roads and then we had to go back babes it was your worst nightmare <laughs> well first of all i'm so honored that you're thinking of me during these times <laughs> these troubled times and yeah i know i probably would have vomited already that sounds literally horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. No, because like Kelsey described, I get such bad motion sickness, car sickness, especially. And my husband does have a big truck. So there's like a lot of cabin space, which you would think would help because being in smaller cars also worsens it. But it just mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. When we were in Italy last year, we took, we had like a driver take us around different wineries. And it was like a good sized van. We were on the highways, but he was just a terrible driver. Kelsey. I, TMI, I vomited in my mouth and had to swallow it so it wouldn't go everywhere. Like, it was so bad. So I can't even, and this wasn't even close as bad as what you're describing, so I can't yeah. imagine. This is oh, literally God. your worst nightmare. And it was Oof. just so funny, because every every so, like, every now and then, no one wanted to say it, because they were like, if someone says it, we're all going to start thinking it. But everyone was already thinking it. And there would be little notes of, like, it's a good thing I don't really get motion sickness at all. Or, <laughs> I don't tend, like, I'm pretty good on boats for the most part. Like, all day, we were all just like, I'm fine. This is fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. Touch base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone happy. We're all good. <laughs> well, I'm really happy that you had the most fabulous day. 
and yeah, I, I'm hoping it, thinking of me just gave you like a, a little bit of a laugh <laughs> I it definitely was yeah it, it was and honestly like the views were so gorgeous that it really was like amazing I cannot complain mm, um yeah no my vomit yeah, was would look great <laughs> against those views <laughs> and that lush blue water um but oh, no, it, was, my gosh. it was great it was a good time I will say that I got to try a lot of new fruit um there which was really cool and like that's cool again go food freedom that you can just like go and try tons of different food Mm -hmm. and different stuff in new places like um absolutely in indonesia they have nazi goreng which is pretty much like fried rice but they eat it for like breakfast and so i had fried rice for breakfast some days and i was like this is very interesting i tried something called snake fruit wasn't quite my vibe Mm. It's a little interesting. The outside is literally, it's like snake skin. And I don't like snakes. So to touch it was freaking me out. Was it sh- shaped like a snake? Like longer and no. skinny? Like thinner? No, it's shaped like, um, it's almost shaped like a pear. But mm-hmm. it is brown and the skin is like soft and scaly. Like a snake. Ew. I know. But when you open it up, it kind of tasted like a super um like not quite ready nectarine um, oh interesting so a little tart yeah a little tart and the same texture as stone fruit that isn't quite ready yet mm-hmm. um like a peach or a nectarine or something like that and then oh so maybe not even tart maybe just kind of a flavorless no it was it was like sweet and tart kind of but the interesting t- thing, too, is that it does have a pit, but it falls apart into, like, these three different um, cloves. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like like the way that garlic kind of fall apart. That was what the inside yeah. was like, too. It's such an interesting thing. It's very cool. That's really interesting. I could see how if you don't like snakes, the skin would freak you out. Yeah, I wasn't have to, like, that. touch it to... Yeah. If, it, if it came already pre-peeled and then, you know, like... Those little bits. Little bits. Would little that be bits. better? Maybe. You don't have to think about the snake skin. I don't know. I wonder why they always serve it in the snake skin. Probably because it's just like pretty. Maybe it looks niche. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Plus, also, then you're like, why is it called snake fruit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I am so jealous you went to Bali. That um, sounds fabulous. It was Minus really fun. The trips, you the go. drives. Yeah. But that's why I travel with Dramamine. Yes. Smart girl. Smart girl. Or I try um, at least. And then well, a lot of times I forget. This conversation is like actually very on brand for today's topic. Is it oh, not? Yeah. It oh, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's going to be a very smooth transition. I know. <laughs> Look at us prepping. Didn't plan that. It just happened. Yeah. Just so you no, guys know. No, we really know. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you were holding off on telling that story for a reason. <laughs> I actually really wasn't. So, this um, question came from my sister whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Blair. You'll. Happy birthday, Blair. It's a week late, but um, happy birthday. I hope you have a great day. Um, I love you. She always sends really great nutrition questions um, for us to talk about. Shout out. I know. She's the best. So um, let me actually read the question exactly how she said it. For people who travel slash are on the road a lot, what do you recommend? Are there healthy options like fast food restaurants, things like that? So April, I guess, what is your main advice when a client comes to you and says i'm going on a trip what should i do (sighs) what a loaded question okay i can only (laughs) pick one piece of advice (laughs) i mean you can you can give me a little list but i would say like if if you got an email from a client that said hey i'm gonna go on a trip 
this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, what's my best method? Yeah. So just to kind of summarize everything, I think first and foremost, it's important to, you know, I guess for the client, it would depend on what stage they are in this process, but having that healthy relationship with food is a great jumping off point going into traveling because mm-hmm. like Kelsey mentioned earlier, then it really sets you up for success for trying new foods, um, enjoying trying new foods, not beating yourself up for eating different foods or certain foods that may be quote unquote considered bad and that sort of thing. So it's really good to have that baseline going into traveling mm-hmm. um, in itself and just giving yourself that grace period and know that traveling is difficult and traveling means you're going to be in places that don't necessarily have all the options that you usually have. Mm-hmm. And I would say if I were to summarize it all up, I would say flexibility is key. Heck yeah. Be flexible because again, you're not always going to have the options that you want to have. Um, that having been said, I also think it's important to, you know, focus on how you feel and how you want to feel on a vacation and on a trip. So if that means, you know, packing fruits and veggies to have with you because, you know, you won't have get access to them a lot and you know that eating them really makes you feel better and gives you more energy and just gut-wise helps you, then that's also a great strategy too. So mm-hmm. being flexible, but also preparing as much as you can for how you want the trip to look ahead. Me personally, I find myself to always be hungry at all times. And I think sometimes a lot of other people experience that too, just because travel can mean crossing different time zones, not getting as much sleep as you usually do, and just things being thrown off. So being prepared, so arriving or showing up or traveling with a lot of snacks that you prepared in advance, I think can be really helpful because then you always have options. And worst case scenario, okay, you didn't eat them, not the end of the world, you can just save them for another time. We're talking non-perishable options right, right here, of course. Although there are some scenarios you could bring perishable options depending on your mode of transportation. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that I recommend too. Um, and then just leaning into what's around you. And that I think, yeah, that mm-hmm. flexibility and it really just depends. I mean, I think, cause a lot, I get a lot of questions kind of similar to what Blair said, you know, is there a specific restaurant you lean into? And I think that's a hard question to answer just because it really does vary based on where you're going. Um, mm-hmm. But I think at baseline, it's, I always tell my clients to think about what you're craving first and kind of take it from there. Yeah. And I actually, April and I had a conversation similar to this a while back. We talked about, you know, when you're on the road or when you're at an airport or, um, you know, when you're going out to a restaurant on, on a trip, like how do you make choice there? How do you, how do you choose an option that is best for you? And April and I had a similar mindset, but also it was kind of funny because we, had different priorities in mind, which I thought was really interesting. Um, because April kind of leaned into exactly what she just said, like based on exactly what your body's telling you, listen to your cravings. And I totally agree with that. Like definitely make use of experiencing where you are. And really like the biggest thing here is your hunger and fullness use will be your catch-all. Like that mm-hmm. is what your body, that's how you're going to be able to do this in a respectful way to your body of you know, practicing, okay, I want to do what feels good to my, for my body. Like I don't want to go outside of those limits. Um, and sometimes that means, you know, choosing something that you isn't particularly putting in quotation marks healthy. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's what you really want so that you don't end up, you know, having that, um, craving later, having that binge later. It's one of those things where it's like, Hey, look, I don't, 
I don't, I'm not in the, you know, going to go to Wits Barbecue, which is Alabama food that I like to get when I'm at home. Uh, <laughs> like a Wits but this is my chance I'm going to enjoy it but I'm going to be mm-hmm. mindful at the same time and eat it in a way that's you know respectful to my body my biggest quote here is like try not to think of this as like a cheat meal or an off meal off plan week or meal or whatever it is like it's not gonna be perfect but just you you know as as you're going forward um and just take it one meal at a time I think just because it's a special day or a special meal or a special week it doesn't mean that the food has to be crazy and outlandish you don't have to say this is the last time I'm ever gonna have this mm-hmm. um like I think when we have that mindset of this is the last time I'm ever gonna have this um sometimes that means that we're gonna eat eat it in a way that is not gonna be respectful to our body and it's not gonna feel good and then you might actually have like a negative feeling about it you know and mm-hmm. and that's not what we want you know you wanted to you wanted to you want to enjoy it in a way that feels good to both your mind and your body and finding that alignment there um is the most important thing yeah absolutely and jumping off from what you said Kelsey about kind of losing control around foods um if you do have that mindset of you know this food is bad and I should feel guilty for it and this is you know the only time I get to eat it I think that kind of wraps into what Um, was referred to as last supper syndrome and I think Mm -hmm. sometimes vacation or traveling can be like last vacation syndrome or last travel syndrome Mm -hmm. so for those of you who may not know last supper syndrome it's a combination of things but basically a lot of times it occurs when we if you have that mindset and you're saying you constantly tell yourself you can't eat certain foods because they're quote-unquote bad and that you should feel guilty or bad or feel anxiety or feel stressed and be mad at yourself for eating said foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have that mindset and then you get into a scenario, maybe it's a birthday party, a dinner or something where you're not controlling the food and those foods are then put in front of you, the foods that you've told yourself are bad. A lot of times people can experience last supper syndrome where basically they almost have like a blackout in a sense. Like they just end up excessively overeating that food because they never get it. And they feel like this it's the last time I'm going to get to eat it. I never get to eat it. So if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat it now. And I'm going to eat as much as I want because I never get it. And it mm-hmm. may not really be a very conscious decision. It may be something that you're like subconsciously doing. You're just eating, 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 eating. And then so all of a sudden you realize you've eaten so much. You've ignored your hunger and fullness cues. You're mm-hmm. feeling stuff. You're feeling bloated. And then you automatically feel guilty and stressed because you've trained yourself to say this food should make me feel guilty and stressed. And then it's a cycle. So I think sometimes that can really happen during a whole vacation or whole travel, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to a place kind of like you mentioned, Kelsey, you always think about that, you know, barbecue place when you go home, if you're, if you were to do that and not have that good relationship with food and be in this last supper syndrome mindset, you might find yourself overeating those barbecue foods or whatever you're looking forward to every single Mm -hmm. day. And then it gets to be a whole vacation, which is really why I think a lot of people get stressed about vacations and they think, well, you know, when I get back from vacation, I have to quote unquote, get back on track. And it just turns into this whole big mess. Yeah. (laughs) Whole big mess. (laughs) Whole big mess. Yeah. Um, Um, No. And I, I hear that for sure. I think, yeah, it really does come down to like just allowing there to be some of that flexibility there. Um, and, you know, trying to, and it's, I think the hardest thing too is, especially when you have 
health goals and you know you're trying to make it work while you're traveling that I find is like probably the hardest part um where if you have intentions set for yourself and then making them happen uh that can be really difficult because you know depending on your level of flexibility there um Mm -hmm. it can be really tough I would say one of my biggest like straight straightforward answers of whenever I get like what should I eat what do I go for um Mm -hmm. if it's a buffet or going out to a restaurant or um you're at a you're at an airport or you know what what do I have um if you aren't sure if you're really just like whatever works under the sun Mm -hmm. um I say go for balance just try to get some balance on your plate especially at buffet this is perfect perfect buffet uh you know (laughs) path if you're not sure what to do (laughs) go for what sounds good first and if you need more to fill in the blanks go for balance here so um try to get you know some protein in there that'll keep you full that'll keep you satisfied throughout your day try to get some color in there if that's one of your goals especially you know if you can get a side salad that's awesome if you can get a piece of fruit that's amazing especially like a buffet if you can find a banana or an apple or something in there to add Mm -hmm. to your plate that's awesome if you can get some fiber from a grain a whole grain or just carbs in general to give you some energy that's perfect i always say that perfect plate balance try to go for that yep um if you're really just like i'm standing in a continental breakfast (laughs) what do i do (laughs) um try to fill in the blanks with those things uh that's always my my you know straightforward answer for that (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think sometimes I'm glad you said that Kelsey because I know that a lot of times when we give answers they can be more like conceptual Mm -hmm. and less like a physical straightforward or practical application point of view um so yes absolutely agree with Kelsey you know building those balanced plates and really focusing on how things make you feel too Mm -hmm. um And I always do say, like Kelsey said, um, you know, are you craving anything first? And I also kind of want to touch on, which I think is important to do too. I want to touch on scenarios where, you know, you may be um, driving and your only option, you're all all starving, you're in the middle of nowhere or whatever, you're in an airport and the only place that's open is something like McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A. And I think it's very easy to say like, okay, what are the quote unquote healthy options and what are the not healthy options. And it's like, okay, we'll get the salad with the grilled chicken. And that's your quote unquote healthy option. Or um, your quote unquote non-healthy option would be to get the the nuggets. Um, and I think that this is where it comes really important to identifying cravings and then building that balance versus just losing control and focusing on the things, other things because you're on vacation. So really being able to know yourself so well that you can identify the two. And maybe it's mm-hmm. a, a split between the two. Maybe it's a salad with the um, uh, fried chicken nuggets on top of it. Maybe in that moment you're saying, well, the way I'm feeling, I'm feeling really crummy. I've been sitting in a car on an airplane. Like I need something that's going to give me energy and just make me feel like my insides feel good and I'm really not craving anything. Maybe I do want the grilled chicken in the salad and mm-hmm. you're okay with that. You're not feeling like you're forcing yourself to get that because you know, in your soul that in your heart of hearts, that anytime you could go back to Chick-fil-A and get the freaking chicken nuggets, if you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> it's not something you're forfeiting or giving up. It's just something you're choosing a different option because you want to feel differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually got a really good question from a client earlier this week. Um, Ooh. And he said, you know, I was at an event last night um, and they had a really great smoked brisket. And he asked, you know, 
uh, I've just been curious. So, you know, should I, if I want more, should I go back for that, um, for a second serving of brisket? Uh, is that a better decision than like going over to desserts and, and having a piece of pecan pie or all that stuff? And I said, you know what? It actually just comes down to looking inward and actually asking yourself what sounds best. Mm-hmm. So I gave him a couple of example questions to ask himself. First one is, am I still hungry? Am I still hungry for seconds? Uh, if I'm still hungry now, would I rather have brisket or would I rather have that dessert? Um, mm-hmm. And then the second question was, am I hungry enough for both? Do, would I rather have both? Do I want some brisket or and some dessert? Because um, that's an option as well. And then the last question is, if I actually asked myself and I wasn't hungry, um, if I'm not hungry now, maybe I'll wait and see what sounds best in a little while. Check in with that again, 15, mm-hmm. 20, an hour, you know, however long that is. Um, down the line if you do want some more so really it's instead of making decisions based on like what's healthier again in quotation marks based on like that calorie and macro level um, you're basing your decision just off of like what your body is actually wanted Mm -hmm. in that mindful way because it really just comes down to like filling up on what you actually like not just filling up on something because it's healthier because we'll just often end up going for the thing we really wanted anyways so you might Mm -hmm. even find that you're like double I'm gonna say double dipping in a way that is not meant to be a pun but (laughs) but you're like you're double dipping in a way when you really didn't even have to um Mm -hmm. it's the same thing where if you ever heard you know people can binge on carrots or people can binge on bananas it doesn't matter what the food is but if you're treating it in a way that you're trying to fill up on something because it's quote-unquote healthier um you can still miss use that food and you can Mm -hmm. still you know eat it in a way that isn't respectful to your body yeah absolutely and I think that's an important thing to point out a lot of people don't realize because they'll think well it doesn't if it's a quote-unquote traditional healthy food then why would it matter Mm -hmm. Um, another strategy that I like to give clients especially if they tend to have that last supper syndrome or that feeling of well, I, for your same example, Kelsey, you know, like I need to eat the brisket because I never get it. And it's this one buffet that I love or whatever mm-hmm. the feeling is. It, I think it can stem from a, a feeling of fear of, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to get this anymore. So I, I and, and I know it's bad and, and I'm not supposed to have it. So I just, I have to eat it now. It's almost like breaking down that fear and being like, it's okay. Like you can go back again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I found, sometimes this works for some people. I'm like, if you know, if you know, you're having that battle internally, you know that you're full and you really can't fit any more food inside of you, but your brain keeps telling you and overriding that and trying to say like, get more because you never get this. Take some to go and tell yourself, take a deep breath and say, it's okay. I have it to go. If Mm -hmm. I want it later, I can have it. If not, I don't need to have it. It's not the end of the world. And this is, you know, kind of trailing a little bit away from travel because this would also depend on where you are in your travel plans. But yeah, you know, a lot of hotel rooms and Airbnbs have frigid refrigerators and things like that. Mm -hmm. But Sometimes it's just knowing like, okay, it's there. It's like a safety blanket in a sense for some people to say like, I have that option to go back for it, but I also, so I can actually take this time away just to listen to my hunger and fullness cues instead of feeling like I have to force myself to eat it. And then a lot of times people don't end up eating it in the long run because they wake up the next morning and they're like, oh yeah, I didn't actually want that. I just have this yeah. fear that I needed to eat Would it. Would never get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I like That's that crazy. Idea. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I think this all comes down to like just two major, two major points for you. One is, again, leaning into what your body needs and on a vacation, like it, that's pro level, I will say pro level <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> intuitive eating 
on a vacation, it's very, it's hard because you got, you're in a totally different environment. You're not in your usual flow of things. So give yourself some grace. If you're not very mm-hmm. good at it at first, that's totally fine. It's going to be okay. Just take some time to learn. Um, but also like always just take it back to, you know, what can I do at this meal at this time that is going to be respectful to my body, to what I need. Um, mm-hmm. In a in a total in a total sense, not just looking at calories and macros, but also looking at you know what sounds really good to you, what will please your taste buds, what will allow you to experience the culture of the place you're in and the cuisines, mm-hmm. and then you can always say you know what can I add to this if you're like you know actually I could really use some like a side salad with this or mm-hmm. I could really use some extra food on this plate. Well. Um, <laughs> I think that's all we have for you today. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being here, for listening. Go find us on all the good stuff. Instagram, um, subscribe to us on Spotify. Download our stuff on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Um, feel mm-hmm. free to just like give us a review. Give us all that good stuff. It's all super helpful um, for us. Just also lets us know what you like and what you want to hear. We want to make sure we're making content that you like too. So um, hope you have a fantastic week, everyone. And we'll talk to you later. Bye, Bye. everybody.